Hello, I am Professor Mahesh Agnihotri, your host for the episode number 16. I have been publishing episodes on the fundamentals of investing. So far, I have published a number of episodes on the various topics of investment. We all know that investing is not so easy and involves a lot of risk. A good understanding of the principles and the steps involved will help in getting good returns. In this episode, let us discuss the four principles or the steps of investing. We can actually break up the steps to a bigger number, but I thought that would be complicated. That would complicate the understanding. Here we go now. Once you have a good and stable job it's time to start investing people who regularly save and invest are the ones who end up being wealthy and remember it does not cost it does not take a lot of money to start with before you follow these steps in investing you need to save first it's always better and easier to plan one's journey after choosing the destination because as we all know a planned itinerary certainly helps in making an efficient and optimum use of the resources available so we need to do the same thing when we embark on a journey of investment that is what i was trying to relate you need to decide how much to invest i mean what is your budget for investment remember you should reserve funds for at least 6 to 8 months for meeting the monthly expenses in case of any emergency once you have a budget for making investments you also need to decide what is your term of investment how long you would like to invest your money is it short term or medium term or long term short term is an year or so medium is 3 to 5 years and long term investing is more than 5 years so now let us discuss the steps of investing the first step is goal setting goal setting starts with identifying various short to long term goals saving for an expense such as annual vacation or buying furniture in the next 12 months may be a short term goal whereas saving for home loan down payment over the next 3 to 5 years may be once medium term goal whereas long term goals may include children's education marriage needs or funding one's own retirement so it's always advisable to strike a fine balance between short term and long term investments investors should wisely earmark certain funds for long term investments for a comfortable living and also for wealth creation 
long-term investments definitely help you to withstand sudden market crashes. But there should be clarity about the goals that you wish to achieve. It helps in proper linking of the goal to an investment. Remember, if you are trying or attempting to meet a medium-term goal by linking it to a long-term product, this may not yield the desired, the desired result. Actually, managing and controlling finance is easier only if you plan and set the clear-cut goals well in advance. Setting goals in advance helps in proper utilization of the available resources. It also gives the reason to follow the approach of income minus saving equals to expenses or rather than income minus expenses equal to saving. The second option, the latter option is not a good option to follow because that may involve lesser savings and lesser investment. Investment goals depend on three factors. Number one, age. Number two, income. And the third one is the outlook of the individual. Age can be further divided into three distinct segments like young, middle-aged and the old. But starting to invest late is not a good idea. Let me tell you, let me give you the example of uh, the Australian Investors Association, which recommends uh, using the SMART format when setting investment goals. SMART, the letters S-M-A-R-T, SMART format when, they, uh, when setting the investment goals, investors need to remember this. The first letter S is specific, that is make each goal clear and specific. And then the next letter M says measurable. That is, frame each goal so that you know when you have achieved it or because it is only possible when you have a measurable goal. Then the third letter is achievable. You need to take practical action to achieve a goal. Then your goals should be relevant. That is, determine whether your goals are goals relate to your life and uh, they are realistic in nature. And the last letter is T, that is time-based. Assign a time frame to each goal so you can track the progress easily. So this Australian Investors Association recommendation of smart format definitely should be remembered. It helps in, you know, getting the a good understanding and also getting a good result of the investment. The process of goal setting may have its own share of challenges. For example, there could be a change in the financial position of the individual or the life situations may also change. Delay in goal setting process could cost you heavily as 
you would lose on the benefit from the power of compounding. Uh, this is particularly true when you are investing in term deposits. Also, there is a possibility of over or under saving as well uh, with the resources not being utilized optimally. It is therefore better to be prepared to face the uncertain future well in advance. There are some other challenges also. The other challenge could be to sacrifice today for a better tomorrow. For example, a small amount of savings can create a sizable amount of wealth over time. But unless the goals are well defined, investing might not be of great help. I advise you not to set unrealistic goals or look for some quick fix financial solutions instead of a long-term strategy. Even expecting unrealistic returns on investments while ignoring the basics of each asset class should be avoided. So, it can be said that setting of goals makes the beginning of a financial planning to help you achieve the objectives at various life stages. Goal setting actually provides investors the meaning and the direction to the various financial decisions they may take, uh, uh, the investors may take from time to time. As I said earlier also, it is important to determine how much you can invest initially and how much you can continue to invest monthly or annually as well. This budgeting will help you determine which investments are the right ones and help you set clear goals on what you want to achieve in a period of time. Remember that you do not want to invest your emergency fund since you may need to access the funds quickly. These types of investments are more for building wealth and long-term saving goals. So now let us go to the next step that is asset allocation and also diversification of the assets. So before we do that let us understand what is asset allocation again. Asset allocation is the process by which you spread investment over several categories of investments. These categories of assets are usually called as asset classes. The most common asset classes are stocks, bonds and cash or cash equivalents such as money market funds. Investment in stocks could be in the form of aggressive growth stocks or long-term growth stocks and also international stocks as well. Whereas bonds include government bonds, high-quality corporate bonds, low-quality corporate bonds and tax-free municipal bonds also. Using the risk-return profile 
an investor can develop an asset allocation strategy. Selecting from various asset classes and the investment options, the investor can allocate assets in a way that achieves optimum diversification while targeting the expected returns. The investor can also assign percentages to various asset classes including stocks, bonds, cash and cash equivalents based on the uh, on an acceptable range of volatility for the portfolio. That depends on the risk tolerance. The asset allocation strategy is based on a snapshot of the investor's current situation and goals and is usually adjusted as the life changes occur. Let me give an example. The closer an investor gets to his or her retirement date, the more allocation may change to reflect less tolerance for volatility and risk. Further, uh, we can also say that there are two main reasons why asset allocation is important. First, the mix of the asset classes you own is a large factor which determines your overall investment portfolio performance. And secondly, by dividing your investment money among the various asset classes that do not respond to the same market forces in the same way and at the same time, you can actually minimize the effects of market volatility while also maximizing your chances of return and that too in the long run. In choosing an asset allocation, you will need to consider how quickly you might need to convert an investment into cash and of course without loss of your principal amount or principal capital. To stress further on the importance of asset allocation, it can also be said that it's a very important part of creating and balancing an investment portfolio because it is one of the main factors that leads to overall returns even more than the choosing an individual stock. To establish an appropriate asset mix of stocks, bonds, cash and the real estate in your portfolio, it, is a, it involves a dynamic process. Once asset allocation is done, as I said, we need to diversify the assets. To make it more clear again, uh, diversification is a strategy that can be neatly summed up by the timeless adage, don't put all your eggs in one basket. The strategy involves actually spreading your money among various investments in the hope that if one investment loses money, the other investments will more than make up for those losses. It is always important to diversify investments, that is purchase stocks, bonds, etc. 
of the different market sectors and have a well balanced investment portfolio of risky and also less risky investment options another major factor i can say is when it comes to choosing between the two is age um, between the two is age younger investors should choose the riskier and the long term investment plans while older investments should minimize risk and choose short term investment plans i repeat again if you want to choose between the two younger investors uh, if you are you should choose the riskier and long term investment plans and if you are an older investor you should minimize the risk and choose short term investment plans that helps you in the long run many investors use asset allocation as a way to diversify their investments among the asset categories but some investors deliberately do not do that uh, diversification properly as the manager of your own portfolio you need to understand the importance of diversification let me tell you again despite your wish that all your positions will soar there will be periods when some of your holdings that is some of your stocks may lose money when that happens when that occurs you need other investments to offset the decline so here diversification helps diversification ensures that by not putting all your eggs in one basket you will not be creating an unwanted risk to your capital diversification diversifying your stock portfolio is important because it keeps any part of your investment assets from being too heavily weighted toward one company or uh, one sector now having discussed the meaning of the asset allocation and also diversification it is important that we also discuss the asset allocation strategies let us discuss some uh, some of the asset allocation strategies which are strategic asset allocation constant weighing allocation tactical asset allocation dynamic asset allocation insured asset allocation and integrated asset allocation these are the asset allocation strategies investors can choose from let us discuss the first one strategic asset allocation strategic asset allocation is a portfolio strategy whereby the investors set target allocations for various asset classes and then they rebalance the portfolio from time to time the target allocations are based on factors such as investors risk tolerance time horizon and uh, of course the investment objectives also also the portfolio is rebalanced when the original allocations 
deviate significantly from the initial settings due to differing returns or due to different market uh, situations for example an allocation recommendation might suggest that you have uh, 70% stocks 20% in bonds and 10% cash or some other recommendation may be 60% stocks 40% bonds you might see such an allocation referred to as 70 20 10 portfolio or a 60 40 portfolio in general uh, the greater your risk tolerance the more aggressive you can be this means putting more money into stock if your investment objective is to maximize long term growth but let me tell you investing more in stocks is uh, that you may earn more or you may lose more as well the in other words the greater your risk tolerance the more aggressive you can be uh, this means again uh, putting more money into stock if your investment objective is to maximize a long term growth once you determine your asset allocation strategy rebalance it on a predetermined balance basis annually to restore the original allocation for example you developed an asset allocation that targets 60% stock and 40% bonds but later after one year returns 70% of your portfolio consists of stocks that is from 60 now 70% of your portfolio consists of stocks under a strategic asset allocation approach even if stocks are performing well at present what you should do is sell the excess 10% in stocks in order to bring your stock allocation back down to the target percentage of 60% you should then reinvest the proceeds into bonds that is what about the strategic asset allocation now we move on to the constant weighting allocation strategy the second one the strategic asset allocation usually employs a buy and hold strategy even though the variations in the actual worth of the assets cause a dramatic change in the initially established policy mix uh, for this reason one might prefer to use a constant weighting approach for asset allocation because in this scheme one continually rebalances the portfolio for example if asset a were declining in value one would purchase more of that asset and if that asset value increases one would sell it so that is about the that is about the constant weighting allocation strategy now we move on to the tactical asset allocation strategy tactical asset allocation strategy is an investment style in which the three primary asset classes that is stocks bonds and cash 
are actively balanced and adjusted. The ultimate strategy of tactical asset allocation is to maximize portfolio returns while keeping the market risk to a minimum level. Instead of simply deciding on an asset mix and sticking to it, a tactical investor would choose an initial mix and then wait to see if it performs as expected. If it doesn't, he would shift the proportion of the stocks, bonds and cash to better fit the, uh, their desired uh, rate of uh, returns. Now, we move on to the next asset allocation strategy that is a dynamic asset allocation strategy. This dynamic asset allocation strategy is again an active asset allocation strategy in which an investor can continuously change and adjust the asset mix uh, depending on the market and of course the economic conditions. It moves opposite to the constant weighting asset allocation strategy. For example, in this strategy that is the dynamic asset allocation strategy, you would sell when the market begins to de decline to stop your losses and buy when it starts to rally in anticipation of further gains that increase. Then now we move on to the next asset allocation strategy that is insured asset allocation strategy. Insured asset allocation as the name suggests works on setting a minimum threshold value for your investment portfolio. Once you determine the base value or the threshold, the value of your investment portfolio must not be allowed to fall below this predetermined level. As long as the portfolio continues to be above the base level, you can exercise active management and leverage opportunities to get the highest possible returns. For example, an investor who wishes to establish a minimum standard of living during the retirement might find an insured asset allocation strategy ideally suited to him or her uh, management goals because that is uh, where his income is you know minimum uh, income is uh, set it is not going to change more after his retirement now the next one is the integrated asset allocation while integrated asset allocation uh, within, with this uh, strategy, you consider both your economic expectations and your risk to establish an asset mix. While all of the above mentioned strategies take into account the expectations for future market returns, but not all of the strategies account for investment risk tolerance. Integrated asset 
allocation on the other hand includes the aspects of all strategies accounting not only for expectations but also actual changes in the market in the capital markets and your risk tolerance as well integrated asset allocation is actually a broader asset allocation strategy although allowing only either dynamic or constant weighting uh, allocation obviously an investor would not wish to implement two strategies that compete with one another so now the having discussed the different asset allocation strategies now the question which comes to our minds is which asset allocation strategy one should adopt with asset allocation there can be no one rule that fits everybody that's what i can say each person's financial condition is different and requires a different approach in fact i would go one step ahead and say no person's financial condition remains the same because sometimes it fluctuates this means that one would have to change his or her investment strategy from time to time from time to time so uh, asset allocation can be active or strictly passive in nature whether an investor chooses a precise asset allocation strategy or a combination of different strategies depends on the investor's goals his age and uh, of course the market expectations and finally it also depends on the risk tolerance let me tell you again that these are only the general guidelines and how investors may use asset allocation as a part of their core strategies let me also tell you that the the allocation approaches that involve reacting to market movements require a great deal of expertise and also talent in using particular tools for timing these movements perfectly timing the market is next to impossible i can say so make sure your strategy is not too vulnerable to unforeseen errors after setting a clear cut goal a good asset allocation based on the amount of capital available to invest investors need to diversify the assets and then only they can expect good results then finally i should say it is necessary to monitor measure and rebalance their portfolio that is after implementing a portfolio plan the management process begins this includes monitoring the investments and measuring the portfolio's performance relative to the benchmarks it is necessary to report investment performance at regular intervals once a year the investor situation and goals 
get a review to determine if there have been any significant changes at the portfolio review then determines if the allocation is still on target to track the investors risk or reward profile if it is not then the portfolio can be rebalanced selling investments that have reached their targets and buying investments that offer greater upside potential so these are the principles or the steps involved in investing the investors may follow more principles which are bigger in number but i felt that would be complicating the whole issue but whenever you make investments you should always remember the two rules which warren buffett suggested investors to follow that is rule number 1 never lose your money rule number 2 never forget rule number 1 that's all we have in this episode number 16 please like share subscribe the podcast and also recommend it to your friends as well i will appreciate your views as well should you have any questions you may contact me on my email agnihotripodcast@gmail.com thank you and see you in episode number 17